Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Today, I'm here with Sarah, who has experienced military basically her whole life and is an author. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Me too. So tell me about your life and relation to the military and everything that goes with it. Okay. So I should probably start at the beginning. I grew up um, a military brat. My dad was a chaplain in the army. In fact, even before that, he was in the air force. I don't even remember what he did then, but uh, most of my growing up years, he was a chaplain in the army and um, we grew up moving around and doing all of the military family things. Um, And I got older and he was still in and I was getting to that birthday that dependence fear (laughs) take your dependent card away. And I was a little bit sad because I knew like that was my home. They were taking away my home is what it felt like. And so I kind of reached a point where I'm like, you know, maybe I'll just join the military. And so I did. And (laughs) I um, enlisted in the army at um, 21 years of age and um, I met my husband a couple of years into that, and he was also a soldier. And um, we did six years active duty, deploying to Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, but we were stationed at Fort Hood the entire enlistment. And then we got out and had kids, and I started writing military kids stories. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. You know, growing up military and like having that world around you, it's so different. And then once you hit that birthday, it's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> yes. If you have that like moment of panic, like you really can't take this away from me, I but they know. will. <laughs> I know. And it's, I mean, that's about, I'm turning 21 in April. Um, and so it's like the, it, it felt heartbreaking in an ex- to an extent yes. for that, that period. And then I met a Marine and was like, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> but, yes, you yes. know, it, it's heartbreaking <laughs> and it sounds so stupid to like a civilian person, like trying to say, oh my goodness, Hey, they're taking my ID card away from me. But in a sense, it takes away like, I don't know, like a, p- a portion of your life, like a piece of, I- of your identity and who you are. Yes. Yes, no, it's absolutely like the cult, the culture is so different from, uh, I really say that the military is its own culture, it is. Um, so different from anything else outside. And um, when, when they strip you of that card, it's, you have to go through a whole like different process of even being able to get on post if you're able yeah. to get on post anymore. And post is, it, it doesn't matter which post, all of the different posts, like that's where your home is, you know, your, yeah. your familiar shopping places, the things that you see on the street, the things that you see in the air, the sounds that you see and the people. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it totally is heartbreaking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so true. Especially like, 
you don't realize the value of the PX and the commissary until you're away from it. (laughs) Like, honestly, the closest one we have is, um, so my dad was a reservist. And so in Ohio, um, he was army reserve. And so the closest base to us was right Pat air force base. And that was like four hours away. And oh then <laughs> when we moved to Texas, um, we lived on post, we lived on Fort Sam and then it was like PX commissary. That's where we did our grocery shopping. That's where yes. we did all of our shopping. I mean, we yes. went to HEB because, you know, if you lived in Texas, you know, HEB is like the superior grocery store, but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we moved to Florida and the closest base is two, two to two and a half hours away in Tampa. And we're like, this is weird. And prices of groceries are absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, it's like, yes, when we go outrageous. to Tampa, we go grocery shopping. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. that's so good. I didn't realize you were out in Florida or that you had been in Texas. Um, I yes. definitely relate to HEB. <laughs> we're right here in central Texas and Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but, but I take my children, my husband is a contractor at Fort Hood still, and I can get on base with my veteran card now. Right. Um, and so I take my kids up to Fort Hood randomly just to like be on Fort Hood and go to the, yeah. and go, to the go to the commissary and stuff. So, and it's like um, the things that, you know, you experienced as a kid that you're like, I want my kids to have this experience yes. too. Even if you're yes. not moving around like mm-hmm. constantly, like the military life, you know, typically does. I did not because again, we were reserved, but you know, you have that experience where you're like, I want to share this with my kids. And, you know, I cannot wait for that day to come and be like, you know, this is what I lived as a child. Like, I want you to have those same experiences too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Even just something simple, like seeing soldiers. Oh, yeah. As a regular, normal part of life. Right. Um, So when I, my, my six-year-old, we don't see soldiers all that often in temple because we're about 30 minutes from post. Right. Um, But when we go on post, he's like, mama, there's a soldier. No. Yeah. They're everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And you're, you know, this is like the military community in general, but, you know, growing up, surrounded by the military, whether you're civilian or not, um, whether you're civilian or military, but growing up around the military community, you gain so much more respect for, for the military, for this country that it's just, you know, it's indescribable and it's weird going to cities where they don't have that military culture. And I mean, here where we are, you know, like I said, the closest base is two hours away, but we're a purple heart city. Like Cape Coral is called purple heart city. And so like, we still have that military community where everyone, you know, has that respect, but you go to those cities where it's like no military connection whatsoever. It's so weird. It's so foreign to them. It is. And it's it's sad. Honestly, that was part of the motivation in my writing of the military kids books. Like I really wanted to have a a story that military children could just like relate to and see themselves in the stories. But I really wanted to write it in such a way that it was kind of eye-opening for civilians or those not familiar with military life, Yeah, Um, giving them just a broader perspective of, oh, because I mean, they can't get on post. They can't see what we see. Um, 
you but see what's on the news this, and that's like right. false information half the right. time anyway. And so, and like, there's so much more than just like deployments or PCSing with being right. a military kid. And so I wanted to just write some stories that would celebrate everyday military family life um, that, like I said, would resonate with military kids and families, but also really be eye-opening for others. So. Yeah. And like, you know, that's kind of the same message I hear throughout like everyone who's written military kids books who have organizations started or whatever the case may be. And, you know, that was even similar for me starting the podcast of, you know, military kids and, you know, now I'm expanding the military spouses, but they deserve to be recognized because yes. of everything that they go through. And, you know, it's that, a lot of civilians don't understand that. So when, you know, you right. step into that civilian community, you're like, okay, I'm here. I'm a former military or, you know, I have connections to the military, whether, you know, you can get PCS to the middle of nowhere. Like, let's be real. There's no base around. Like you could be just, just there mm-hmm. in the middle of a, a civilian community. And, you know, it's lonely. You don't understand because nobody, nobody else understands what you're going through around you. And that's the hardest right. part of being separated from the military is nobody understands. Yes. No, honestly, we, we experienced that when we, um, uh, got out of the army, we yeah. moved to, um, a little town in Oregon, very, very foreign, uh, as far as what they know from military perspective. And so it was really hard to kind of integrate into that community. And we felt very isolated. And that oh, yeah. yeah, because you you kind of get put into this box of either, I mean, yes, my dad was injured. So like people have different, you know, views towards that, but you get put in this box of the, oh my gosh, like we want to just like, you know, honor you and thank you. And while that's all fine and dandy too, it's like, it gets tiring, you know, like you can't just, you know, always feel like, you you don't want, you want to blend in too like yes. you don't want to right. stand out like a sore thumb and right. you know you get that or you get the people who are like oh my gosh like we want to treat you like you know you're a normal person but then when you try and say something or something of the way you act they're like we don't understand yeah. so it's I, so weird it is i mean it's it's generally genuinely a like clash of cultures in, yeah. in a sense and not necessarily in a bad way, but just like that culture shock. Yeah. That, um, you know, you go to, if you go to a new country or um, even a new state, I mean, when we moved from uh, Texas out to Oregon, for example, totally different cultures um, as far as what's acceptable and what's normal and all of that. And I definitely think that you experience that um, when you come out of the military or come into communities where they're not familiar with the military. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's hard because you're like, what do I do? Because, you know, we're so used to moving to that a lot of people still separate from the military and then they move every two, three years because that's what they're used to. And we're a little... (laughs) we're little travelers. Yes, <laughs> we, get, I, we get the itch every couple of years. Yes. I'm like, I know we just moved to this house, but mm-hmm. <laughs> can we look yeah. at this other area? <laughs> yeah. And it drives my husband nuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I haven't moved in eight years now, but I'm like, 
I have to do furniture reorganization, yeah. like <laughs> so purges, clean outs. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 It's so crazy. <laughs> but you know, that's the military life for you. That's, that's what you grew up knowing. That's what you know. That's like, if we become accustomed to it. Absolutely. I think that you will thrive being a, mil- a Marine wife because you <laughs> already understand yeah. all of how it works and you, you have no misconceptions about what your future is going to look like. So. Yeah. And that's one thing my fiance had said, like from the very beginning, it was the, you understand the military life and, you know, cause I just turned 20, like, you know, not too long ago. And he's like, you understand it. And, you know, someone my age, like nobody understands it because right. one, they either don't take the second to understand it or two, they just, it, it's a whole new foreign, you know, culture and, you know, idea to them. Like you had just said mm-hmm. that it's like, I, I can't even understand it. Like you try to understand right. it, but it's still so foreign that it's hard to understand. Yes. Yes. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah. What are some things that stick out to you about, you know, your life in the military? Cause you know, you had so much of it connected to the military. So what sticks out to you about it? Um, in what regard, as far as like best memories yeah, or experiences, um, you know, even hard times that you've had. Yeah. Um, so being a military kid, um, the things like I wrote my first book about watching my dad jump and he was in an airborne unit attached to an airborne unit. So he would do airborne training operations out at Fort Bragg. And so we would go after school and watch him jump. And like, that was a very normal thing for our family, but I know that it wasn't necessarily normal for other families even within the military community. I mean, not everybody's airborne. Right. Um, and so that really stood out to me in my, my childhood was just that experience was incredible to watch and to see. And, um, it, it really fostered that, like, I don't know, the family bond and, and love of family because right. we would watch him jump out of an airplane and then eventually he would land and he'd walk up to where the families are and we'd reunite. Like just that constant, like, being apart and coming together as a family, um, that you experience as a military kid. Um, you know, my dad definitely deployed, um, while we were gone and then he did training rotations and things like that as well. So, um, the saying goodbye, that was never easy. I mean, we got used to it in a sense, but it was never easy. It's never like it something never that is easy <laughs> and like feel good about. I mean, yeah. it's hard to say goodbye to people that you love, but you kind of, recognize that like this is the, the the sacrifice that your family is making for the country and that it is a noble and honorable sacrifice and you pray for that person and hope that they come back to you and um just look forward to that reunion again when they when they do come back um yeah. whether it's an airborne jump or you know a deployment or whatever so um just mm-hmm. the like that like family bond and the coming back and um you know from being apart and all of that really stuck with me, but also like the traveling, like I loved, I loved being a military kid because I (laughs) like thrived off of the constant change. Um, Like that's just my personality. I I guess I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I loved being able to go overseas with my parents when they went, they were um, in Italy. And then they also went to Germany as I was an adult. And um, 
just the those traveling. experiences are fun too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like so much fun. Um, I, we're really hoping that we can get our boys to travel. I mean, we're not in the service anymore, so it's right. much more challenging. Um, yeah. but it's also super important. So yeah, those are the things that really stick out, um, for my own military experience. Yeah. I think, I mean, just to like, what you were saying of the sense of family, you, you become so much closer with your family. Like you are your own unit, like your own little family unit. You, you know, you walk through everything together. Those hard moments, those, those moments where it's like, I don't know what's coming, like everything you walk through those with your family and it, builds you so much of a stronger connection just within the home which is insane too because you would think that within any home you have that connection but in most civilian homes you don't and no right it it's hard to even imagine that too I honestly I think it's just there's so much instability within the military lifestyle right that like you recognize that you need that stability in your family unit you know, yeah. you have to rely on each other because everything else is changing, but you're, you're each other's constant, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, even expanding outside of that, like your actual unit is your family too. Um, yes. like the unit, your service member or you are attached to that's your, that becomes your family for, you know, those two, three years, however long yes. you're there for. And then, you know, you keep, you know, some people, you know, you lose contact with, but you keep the, those friends and those relationships, you know, along the way. And it's just so incredible to see like yes. years later, like I can oh, yeah. call a friend that I hadn't talked to in eight years and be like, Hey, and it's like no time ever, ever passed. You know, you just go yes. back to the relationship you had. Exactly. No, we've experienced that not only with um, like friends that I made as a military kid, but also friends we made um, as yeah. as soldiers within our unit that we haven't seen. I mean, we just got together with some friends out in Colorado and we hadn't seen him in 10 years. Right. Um, and we just picked right back up where we had left off and it was incredible. So yeah, and I, the I think it's of- very common. Yeah. The amount of life that changes, you know, within 10 years, especially like you know, if it's a, if it's like kids, like my whole teenage years, like I didn't talk to these people and those are your formative years. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, in adulthood, it's like you have kids, you get married, you move, you, you build your own life. And, you know, you like people miss out on that and sure you have social media yeah. where you can like, you know, watch and keep up to date, you know, if that's your thing, but you know, it's like, nothing ever happens. You could have like five kids and not see someone. And then you see someone and it's like, your kids are best friends and everything is just so, so insane to see those changes. Yeah. It's, it's super rewarding though. Like I, I wouldn't trade the experiences of the military for anything. I just feel like, and I've, I'm one of those moms who's like, Hey boys, you want to join the army when you grow up. <laughs> um, and I know like to so many people, they're like, I would never encourage my kids to join the military, but yeah. I have seen firsthand, not only as a military kid, but as a military spouse, 
and the military remember like the value and the reward that can come from those experiences. So oh, yeah. um, we plan on taking them to show them all the branches. I mean, we <laughs> want to take them to West Point. We want to take them to the Air Force Academy. We want to take them out to Annapolis. And yeah, yeah like it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I mean, we homeschool. So like they have all these. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have so many ideas, but um, oh, I'm excited gosh. just to see like what they're going to choose to pursue. My youngest wants to be a pilot. I'm like, Oh my God. The Air Force is the place to be if you want to be a pilot. When I said <laughs> I wanted to be a pilot, my parents told me to to go to the Air Force Academy. They're like, go to the Air yes. Force Academy, go to Annapolis. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that was me. I was like, no. And I even said like, no, I don't want to um, marry military. Uh-huh. And my parents were always like, you are going to be back in the military community some way, shape or form. And I was like, nope, yeah. nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And here we are now. So the well, podcast, you know, honestly, everything. That's like too, um, you know, after we got out, we, um, we were saying, oh, you know, we're never going to do the military again. And yeah. Um, and then I started writing and figuring out, you know, oh, okay, like, what do I know? Like, I know the military, like, that's what I need to be writing. And so it started just coming out as these children's stories about military. And I'm like, yeah. you know, it's just incredible how you just keep getting pulled back, you know? I um, know, you never really lose it. No, no. And I don't want to. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> because you lose it and you lose everything. Like, if yes. I mean, back to the whole ID thing, you'll lose your identity. Yeah. Yes. It just makes me sad to like think about because <laughs> I would just be heartbroken if I didn't have the military in my life in some form or fashion. Yeah. What, you know, I mean, you've mentioned so many things of what made you want to start writing your books, but like how has that impacted you and, you know, just by writing books, which, you know, seems so small, you know, in a sense, and I'm sure it does to you too, but it's hugely impacted, you know, so many military kids out there and families. Yeah. It, it genuinely started as a very selfish thing. I was like, what can I do with my time? (laughs) And, um, I, I've always been a writer, but I never thought I was a children's book writer until just a couple years ago. And so I started writing books and they weren't like great. Uh, they were, that's how we all start, right? Yeah. Right. (laughs) They were very fable based and like, you know, the characters were animals and like, just very like feel overdone. Right. Right. Um, And a friend of mine was like, you need to just write what you know. And so um, after, I mean, it just kind of, it clicked for me. Um, Yeah. This is what I need to be doing. And so once I started, I was like, okay, this is great. Like I've got these stories and somebody someday will publish them. Like, whatever. It it was a very small dream at first. And, um, uh, if you know me at all, I'm a very goal oriented person. And so once I had some stories that I was just really proud of and felt like these are great, I was like, I've got to share these with other people. And so I first, you know, started with family and friends and stuff, but, um, I started realizing like, okay, this is an attainable goal. Like I could actually get these published. Um, And they make self-publishing incredibly attainable now um, with all of the technology and tools that are available to people. So um, it's just, I feel like it's kind of snowballed. (laughs) It started (laughs) off small and it's just like growing and growing and growing. And then as I'm meeting other authors and networking with military um, organizations and groups, 
I'm realizing like this could really have like a, a big impact and not only on just like military families, but outside of the military and in schools and libraries sure. and across the nation and, and then potentially across the globe. I mean, we have military families all over the place. So um, I don't know. I'm really excited about the potential for, for where this story could go. Um, not just yeah. the first one, but the the next ones too. And so. everyone after that too. Yes, absolutely. Like I, I want to encourage people, like there are so many military kids out there. I've been um, a part of several groups on, on like Facebook who uh, like that are writing books or um, that are just brats that are coming together because they yeah. miss each other. And um, <laughs> we all have stories inside of us. So I'm just, I, I want to encourage people like this is an attainable goal for people. Um, yeah. And so many of us have stories that need to be sh- shared. Yeah. And, you know, that's so important of, you know, even the smallest things of, I mean, nothing's really small, right? You know, looking back at it, like making new friends is hard. Moving is hard. PCSing is hard. But even those small little moments, you know, whatever they may be, because they're different to everyone else. Like I'm trying to think Mm -hmm. of a small moment, but I'm like, what may be small to me? It's not small to someone else. Um, But even those moments where it's like, you know, it's a struggle. Like those moments, those are the moments that matter. Those are the Mm -hmm. moments that, you know, even if you're the only one in the classroom struggling with something, there's somebody out there in another classroom or in another setting where they're like, this is really hard and I cannot do this right now. And just having someone be there where it's like, I'm struggling too. (laughs) Like, you know, it it makes the situation so much easier. No, exactly. Like validating each other's struggles and, and victories and all of that. Um, you know, uh, I can't tell you how many times, like I had to say goodbye and like, just, um, I I think there's just, just that misconception. Like we were talking about a few minutes ago about, um, you know, military families get used to saying goodbye. And so it's easier for us and it's not the case. I mean, it is hard every single time. It's just something that we've come to, recognize that is the reality for our, our lifestyle and, you know, what our families have chosen to do, but, um, you know, validating those things and, and sharing with each other so that we can all grow through it is important. Yeah, it is so important. And, you know, creating that, it, it all goes back to creating that community of, you know, being there and being supportive of one another too. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So the the last question I always like to ask is what advice would you give to, I mean, since you've, you know, served all three roles of child, veteran, and spouse, you can choose any, but what what piece of advice would you give? If I had to pick one piece of advice, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> um, I would say don't be afraid of trying, whether that's um marrying somebody in the military, whether that's joining the military, whether that's writing, whatever it is, like, don't be afraid of trying because I think the biggest regret that people have is not trying and being like crippled by that fear. Yeah. So just be, be brave. Yes. That's what I would encourage people. Yeah. And it's so important to, to step out of your comfort zone sometimes and actually try and not be afraid to. Oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) <laughs> the world is so big and incredible. And there's so many experiences out there that I wouldn't have if I weren't a part of the military or I, I wasn't 
willing to try writing or being brave and self-publishing. Like there's so many things that so many rewards that life can give you if you're just brave and try. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing, sharing your journey and your experiences of being, you know, a military kid, a veteran and a military spouse. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor to be on your show. Thank you. Um, One last thing, where can listeners find you on social media at? Yeah, so I've got a Facebook page, but the best place is to find me on Instagram at author underscore Sarah underscore Doran, or you can find me on Facebook um, as well, um, author Sarah Doran. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.